Hello, welcome to today's episode of Midweek Mom Talk. I'm Dr. Jackie, owner and founder of Motion Spot LLC and Motion Spot Pediatrics. Today's episode is going to be all about change and how to prepare for a new season. But before I get to that, I just want to tell a super quick story. On my previous episode, I talked about pelvic health and how a lot of doctors don't talk much about pelvic floor exercises. And the ones who do will tell their patients to do Kegels. That's pretty much it. As we know, especially if you've listened to my previous episode, Kegels aren't always the answer. Well, by pure coincidence, I had my six-week postpartum appointment a few days ago. And absolutely at random, my doctor told me to do Kegels. It wasn't in response to a question or concern of mine. It was even prior to him completing the exam. It was pretty much completely out of the blue. It was kind of like, oh, you know, you're a postpartum mother. You should do some Kegels. He did ask if I was familiar with them, but that was it. There was no explanation for why he thought I should do them or anything like that. And in hindsight, I should definitely have asked if nothing else, just for pure curiosity's sake, but it was so random and unexpected. Plus, I had my newborn with me, so I was a little distracted. But anyway, I just thought it was funny timing because I had done that entire segment about pelvic health and Kegels, and just a few days after, my point was completely validated. Pretty much everything I said happened. And I will add, though, that this doctor is one of the best in the area. Everyone wants him as their OBGYN. It's nearly impossible to get an appointment with him. My first pregnancy, I only had one appointment scheduled with him, and he was so busy that I ended up seeing the nurse practitioner instead. So I never actually met him my first pregnancy. And now my second pregnancy, I had two appointments scheduled with him. And even then, they tried to bump me off of his schedule the first time since he was jam-packed. But the receptionist wrote a note in my chart that I'm due soon and I still haven't met him. So that was good because I got to meet him twice before he ended up actually delivering my baby. He just happened to be on call that morning. That obviously wasn't something that I planned. Um, but the practice likes to schedule your postpartum check with the same doctor who delivered the baby, I guess, so they could check on how their work is healing instead of checking on somebody else's work. But the point is, he's not just some Joe Schmo doctor. He's a very good provider. And even he randomly prescribed Kegels with no further explanation or suggestions And this is probably why there are specialists who specifically focus on a certain area and tend to pretty much stay in their lane. It kind of reminds me of if you think your child, like at at birth, I guess, like a very young child typically, has a tongue tie or other oral ties, if you kind of have a suspicion that they might, you can ask the pediatrician, right? We tend to ask all of our child-related questions to the pediatrician, but I have yet to hear of a pediatrician who actually diagnoses them or then diagnoses them correctly. What seems to be more likely is that the pediatrician will say something like, oh yeah, maybe there's one, but it doesn't look like a problem, or yeah, it's maybe a little bit, right? Things like that. So you're better off going to a pediatric dentist or ENT to truly diagnose if there is an oral tie of some sort and then how to go about releasing the tie. But all right, anyway, so let's get back to our main topic, the season of change. Towards the end of the summer, a lot of things are changing. You have the literal season changing, right? The end of summertime, start of the school year, and oftentimes a big change in routines go along with this change in season. Maybe you've had your kids at home with you through the summer and now they're starting school, perhaps camp is ending, maybe you were off work for the summer yourself and are about to go back to work come September, perhaps you 
have been working and will continue to work, but you had summer Fridays and now those are ending. The changes are a big deal for adults and children alike. And in reality, change happens or can happen at any point in the year. But with the fall approaching, it kind of just seems like a great opportunity to talk about change. How can adults prepare for change? How can kids prepare? How can adults help kids prepare? So my family and I went through a couple of big changes. At the end of June and beginning of July, first I had a baby and then my son started a new daycare. Obviously things changed for all of us, but especially for my toddler and those first few weeks were not easy for him. He loved and he still loves, thank God, his baby sister, but he definitely had a huge regression in sleep for about a week, if not a little more, and he had a very hard time adjusting to his new daycare, which again, thank God, he now loves and he does not want to go home. As September comes around and a lot of kids will be going to school for the first time or going back maybe to the same school, but going to a new classroom, it's important for us as parents to provide the necessary support. First off, it's important for us as the adult to keep in mind that it's very normal, very common for a child to be nervous and upset at this big change. Even if they've been to the school before and they're just going to a new classroom, right? I say just because to us, it seems like it's something so simple. They've been in this building before, they've been to this place, but for them, it's still a change, right? They got used to their old room, their old teacher, their old routine, and now they need to adjust to a new environment, new teachers, maybe new classmates, So if you're kind of shocked, perhaps, that your little one is freaking out and you think, you know, that's weird, right? Like, why are they doing that? Don't worry, it is quite common. Now, if you're going for the first time, if you're sending your child for the first time, you will have to be very strong. There's a good chance that you will feel nervous yourself in anticipation of them being nervous or you know, just being nervous about this big thing that is happening, this big milestone for your child and for yourself as well. But your being nervous in anticipation might actually create some added stress for your child because they will be able to sense your stress, if not see it altogether. Right? So my son has always been a bit more cautious in new places. But this is what we did to try to ease the stress of the situation. And I'm talking about the change in his school, right? So this is what we just kind of went through. So first we started telling him, and we called it camp because it was over the summer, even though it's technically a daycare. So first we started telling him a few days before that first day that he was going to start a new camp and that his cousins would be there. We were asking him then, you know, are you excited to go to camp? It's going to be so fun, right? That way it wasn't sprung on him all of a sudden that we're just going to this random place for a little bit, right? But he knew, oh, this thing called camp is coming up and it should be fun and it's going to be great. I'm going to see my cousin there. Obviously not all kids are going to see their cousin, but that's just how it happened for us that my sister and I sent our kids to the same daycare for the summer so once then once he started i also asked the teacher what songs they sing in class and i did this when he started his original preschool as well and i did that to help get my son familiar and be excited when he hears the songs so i asked the teacher what songs do you sing things of that nature And, you know, what videos do you watch? And not just, you know, oh, they sing ABCs or they do Wheels on the Bus, but specifically which version, because there are a million of the same song, right, on on YouTube or whatever other devices, on Spotify, whatever, but they're not all the same. So I really wanted to make sure I was showing 
my son exactly what he sees in his classroom so that he could practice it at home, get familiar with it, learn the hand motions if there are any, and then when he hears the song come school time, he will get more excited and be more likely to participate with that song and with other songs and then you know hopefully that would get him to kind of get used to not just that one song but the whole day and you know everything that's going on so that was something I found to be very helpful I also on the ride home we would talk about how fun camp is we would name his friends and his teachers a few activities they get to do. So I made sure to talk to him on the ride home about the day and make it positive, talk about all the positive things that happened and that he gets to do and that we're going to go back again the next morning or if it's a Friday that we'll go back on Monday. Right, so the car ride isn't a quiet car ride or, you know, just a distracting car ride with random songs or the radio playing or something, we have a conversation about his day. And on the way there in the morning, at first, I would just kind of talk to him, you know, oh, what are you going to do today? Are you going to have fun? You know, things like that. Are you excited? Um, Sometimes he would just kind of, you know, talk to himself or sing songs to himself. Sometimes I would play kind of random songs on the way there. But then I decided to actually start playing a specific song on the way which is called my mommy comes back and that is a song that's in the point of view of a child who's being dropped off in different places sometimes they go to their friend's house sometimes they're dropped off at their grandparents house but the point is that no matter where he's dropped off it's okay because his mommy always comes back to get him. So I started playing that song on the way to drop off every morning. It kind of reminded me of um, when you see, like in movies, this would happen, or in shows where somebody is listening to mantras as they fall asleep to get that mantra just in their head, kind of subconsciously. That was, in, in my head, that's why I was playing it. I wasn't sure if he was listening to it or listening to the words, but... I made sure to play it so it was, you know, at least getting into his ear somehow. And the next day he actually started singing the words a little bit. So I knew he was listening. And then after a couple of days, he started asking for the song and for it to be played again. So I do think that that kind of helped solidify the message of, you know, it's okay that he's going to this place, he's being dropped off, he's going to have fun. And no matter what, I am going to pick him up. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. It took some time, but it was definitely much faster this time around than when he went to daycare for the very, very, very first time. But I will say that in his original school, he went three days a week. And on the back-to-back days, Thursday, Friday, he was much better adjusted than when he was home for two days in a row or more. And same with this new school. When he is, he's there five days a week now, but the first couple of weeks, he would maybe by Wednesday start getting better, start getting kind of used to it. But at the end of, and at the end of Friday, you know, he'd be happy and relatively, right, had a good time. But by Monday, it was almost like we went back to square one because we were now home for the weekend. He had fun with with his parents and his sister. And then Monday, you know, he was being dropped off again. So it obviously wasn't as bad as the first day, but there was definitely regression. Now at this point, he loves it and it's totally fine. He gets dropped off whether he's been home for one day, two days, four days, right? He is used to it and he knows the place, he knows the routine, he knows his friends. But even still that he's used to it, I do continue to make sure to talk about his day with him in the car, ask him what he did, what songs he sang, who he played with. We name the different kids in his class, right? So I'm continuing to keep up with 
that conversation and talking about how fun and special the day is. As far as adjusting to being a big brother, he seemed almost afraid at bedtime. Is That was really the main regression that I noticed. Of course, he wants to, you know, be held a little bit more and he kind of is seeking out attention, I think, more often and more specifically than he was prior. But it was really that sleep thing that was the biggest, I guess, issue, I would say. And I, I'm actually thinking it's not even because, you know, he became a big brother, so now he stopped sleeping. I think it was more the fact that when um, the last time he went to bed before becoming a big brother, right, he went to bed with his parents there, and then he woke up and we were gone because I had to go to the hospital at around like 6 a.m., so he was still sleeping. So he woke up to my parents being there with him, and then for the next few days, he didn't get to see us. And then the next time he saw us, you know, we had brought the baby home. But I don't know that he really associated it with baby specifically. I think it was more that, you know, I went to bed, I woke up, my parents weren't there. I didn't see them for a couple of days. Now I'm going to bed again. What if they're not there when I wake up? That's what I think was happening. He didn't specifically say that. He is two and a half. So he did not verbalize that. But just the way that he was expressing himself, the type of cry he was having. He didn't want to let us go. He wanted extra snuggles, right? Things like that. He was standing up. He actually ended up like one time falling asleep, not until 1.30 a.m., and he was standing up in his crib. He did not lie down, and he just stood up, slept standing up until maybe like 4 or 5 a.m. I don't remember now exactly, but it was kind of bizarre, but that that's just what happened, which is what makes me think that it was more of like a, a fear or an anxious reaction and less so of a, you know, I'm a big brother now. But we made sure to give him that individual attention, that extra love, lots of snuggles. And that was for the first few days we changed his routine a bit with those extra snuggles. But after a few days, we went back to his more typical bedtime routine that we had established before his baby sister came along. And I think that was a good combination and a good way for us any way to do it most people probably would say that we should have stuck with the original routine and like been consistent with what we did prior to his sister coming but because I felt like he was fearful I wanted to make sure he knew that he was safe and we did that by giving him that extra love and the extra snuggle and by snuggle I mean I would sit in the rocking chair with him and rock him which we haven't done in a while he's not needed to be rocked to sleep in about a year and I don't think it's that he needed to be rocked to fall asleep again I think he just needed to feel close connected and safe so that's what we ended up doing again we only did it for a couple of days just to almost remind him right I think part of it also for me was to ease any guilt that I had about all of the changes that were going on but we did it for a couple of days and then as we all adjusted to the new situation then we went back to his more typical routine of a couple of songs a book and then you know good night off to bed lights out kind of a thing so less of the you know hanky panky type of stuff we just did our thing put him to bed And within a couple of days, it resolved itself. He pretty much started falling asleep earlier and earlier, faster and faster every night. And then it, you know, became a non-issue. And now, thank God, it is no longer a problem. So I think we resolved that pretty well without any further interventions necessary. So those were the main changes that my son had to experience, right? The new school and the new sibling we were thinking of potentially potty training or you know wondering when we should move him from his crib into a toddler bed but we decided to hold off on those two things because he was 
going through two big changes already and those two changes we couldn't control when they started and we couldn't control when his sister came and we couldn't control the start date of his new daycare slash camp as we're calling it but we can control when we're starting to potty train and when we transition him into a toddler bed so we really wanted to make sure that he was comfortable with those first two changes before we added another change and another change right those are huge changes coming up for him so i'm kind of letting him now rest a bit recuperate from the first two changes before i initiate the next two changes probably i'm going to go with potty training next because it is going to be a longer process but also he's two and a half he's almost three so i do really want him to start getting into that a bit more but the changing of his bed he's never been a great sleeper like as as a newborn as a young baby that was not anything that he was known for so and now you know he kind of has his he's very independent he has his own ideas and you know he's a toddler he's a pretty typical toddler but he's very very strong-willed and we're just not sure that we trust him yet to stay in his room stay in his bed when it's nighttime especially on days that he is fighting sleep a bit more that tends to happen for us more so during his nap time than at night for bedtime but sometimes he does fight that bedtime as well a little bit like he wants an extra song or he wants an extra book so I don't really want to deal with that right now when I also have a newborn who's waking up through the night. So we'll see how that kind of times itself out. But anyway, he has four changes to go through pretty much in this year. And we have conquered two of the four. So he is halfway there. But he's not the only one who is dealing with big changes. right? Obviously, my husband and I became new parents again now we have two children and that changes a lot but for me what you know i can't speak for my husband so much but for me what's going on now is three days a week i have two children on my own first thing in the morning i have to get everybody ready and out the door which means that i kind of need to change how i am planning my mornings because before i would get up And sometimes I would have enough time to get some work done before my son woke up. Other times, maybe he woke up a bit earlier. But after getting him changed and dressed and fed, he would be able to play independently and I would be able to get work done. Whereas now with the newborn, there's a lot less predictability in those first couple of hours in the morning. Before, the only thing that I couldn't predict was exactly when my son would wake up. But now, I not only don't know when my son's going to wake up, I don't know when my daughter is going to wake up, I don't know when my daughter is going to need to eat or be changed, or if she'll be able to just kind of hang out in her swing and look at the owls that hang from it. I also don't love keeping her in swings for too long. She doesn't love staying in a swing for too long either. So again, a lot less predictability in the morning, which means I need to change how I am planning my days. Not just the morning, but really it's the entire day and the whole week that I have to alter what I'm doing to make sure that I'm getting everything done that I need to. Before, I was able to not be like, looser with my schedule so much but I would because I had that predictable you know I have time between seven and nine and then I have a few more hours between you know 12 and three let's say I'd be able to get things done without specifically planning ahead with such fine detail whereas now I have to be a bit more specific in my planning because there is less predictability. So I know that might not make so much sense, but hear me out. So what I mean by that is I know that between 7 and 9, 
the predictability of my time is minimal. So I don't plan to have anything too important to do work-wise in that time. At most, I will send an email or check my emails. That is at most what I will have planned for the morning right now. I'm not going to schedule a big meeting or plan to work on social media content creation. I don't have the time in the morning necessarily. And I really, what I don't have are the hands. I don't know if I'm going to have hands to get things like that done and, you know, just time to myself to get stuff done. So an email I can do really quickly, even if I have both kids awake at the same time and crying for a second, I can send an email really quick or check an email. Even if I'm holding my daughter, I can still check an email or send an email quickly. I feel like in trying to explain what I mean, I'm just rambling and talking in circles and I don't even know if this makes sense anymore. But the point that I'm trying to make is now that I have two kids, my routine has to change, obviously, right? And I can't expect it to be anything like it was before having my baby because she is a whole new person who has her own needs and she's also in a completely different developmental stage than my son so the two of them are going to be on totally different routines and right now I need to be flexible and I need to be okay with having a different way of getting things done right changing things maybe doing things at different times than I would be used to or instead of you know scheduling five different things in a day I need to be okay with getting two things done on this day, two things done on that day, and just having that flexibility. And being able to be that flexible, I think, is something that does take time and takes practice. I remember struggling with that a lot with my son. I always felt like, okay, you know, there were 10 things that I had to get done, and if I didn't get them all done, then that was, you know, a failed day or like a waste of a day. Whereas now I'm a lot better at saying, you know, okay, I have maybe 10 things that I need to get done, but I can take the whole week to get them done. I don't have to keep piling on new things and new things and new things. I can just stick with these first 10, do a couple a day, and then move on. And that is very helpful for stress levels and for anxiety and definitely easier the second time around you might not think that because again things are a bit more hectic with two kids than with one but so far i do think the transition from one child to two children is definitely easier for me than going from zero kids to one kid because even though you know now there are two but you aren't getting used to being a mom, right? Like when you went from zero to one, you had to get used to being a mom right from scratch. You had no prior experience more likely than not, right? You had to get used to all these things where your life used to be about just you or maybe you and a spouse or you a spouse and a pet, right? But now it's about you and, and a human and you have to put this new baby first. Whereas when you're going from one child to two or any other multiples, you're already having that experience of motherhood. So now you're really adjusting to a new version of motherhood instead of being a mom brand new for the first time, which to me, again, that was, or it has been so far anyway, a lot easier physically, mentally, emotionally, right? Just overall, it's been an easier transition for me. Um, I actually, my doctor noticed that as well when I was in my postpartum visit and I brought my baby with me because I didn't have any childcare for her that day. I would never have done that with my son. I would have 
made sure that he had someone to watch him or to stay with him. I would probably have changed my appointment if I had to because I didn't think I could bring him with me. And maybe back then you couldn't because it was 2020. I guess my check ended up being in 2021. So maybe the rules were such that you couldn't bring your kids. But either way, like I wouldn't have even been something that I would have thought to do. Whereas this time I brought her with me, I really didn't even think twice about it. And during the visit, I had her in her car seat on the ground and I was rocking her with my foot just to make sure that she stayed asleep. And the doctor thought that was pretty funny, but he was just like, oh, look, you know, you're a second time mom. That was like a pretty classic second time situation, I guess. All right. So not only has my life changed going from one child to two and my son going to a new school but also you might have noticed in the very very beginning of this episode i said that i was the owner and founder of motion spot llc and motion spot pediatrics if you picked up on that i am changing my business as well not changing so much as adding to it which with it comes change. So Motion Spot Pediatrics is what I would call a uh, daughter company to Motion Spot LLC. It is part of Motion Spot LLC, but it's the branch now that specifically focuses on pediatrics. So I'm having um, occupational therapy, speech therapy, and physical therapy all be part of Motion Spot Pediatrics, specifically for school-aged children and younger as well so we would go from birth up through school age but primarily we are focusing on ages two through around eighth grade and we're working with kids in their schools if they go to a private school or a daycare or as well as in their homes and this has been a really exciting change or addition to my business. I've been working on this for over a year now and it's really exciting to have it finally kind of come into fruition and we're picking up clients and I'm hiring practitioners which is completely new for me. I've never really been able to like delegate work I guess I'm very I don't know if like I I don't really know how to describe it if it's just that I need to be in control or what but when it's my business you know it's like my name on the line so I need to make sure that everything gets done right and in the past my only way to make sure that everything was done well was to just do it myself and that way if something didn't go right I also was able to blame myself instead of being frustrated with somebody else but I think part of this new phase of motherhood, I also have had to come to terms with the fact that I can't do everything by myself. And if I want my business to continue to grow and to succeed, that I would have to start hiring people and delegating. And really just the fact that I've been able to hire people and that I have a reason to hire people is exciting in itself. But that's you know so that's what I've been working on as far as my business goes so I'm still doing motion spot LLC for orthopedics for women's health but I now have a pediatric branch to truly be able to continue working with these families from pregnancy through postpartum and all the way through their child's development as well as as needed. So that's been very exciting. I'm hoping to have my head of speech therapy on a future episode so we can talk a bit about speech therapy, which is not anything that we've spoken on this show about before, but is very helpful information. She's incredibly knowledgeable and really breaks things down in a way that is simple to understand because some parents don't realize, you know, what is uh, a potential problem versus just, you know, developmentally appropriate speech. But in the meantime, you can check out our Instagram page, Motion Spot Pediatrics, where you'll find posts and reels about speech and OT as it relates to, to child development. And while there is a lot more to do now that I have this second branch of my business, in a way, I personally have a bit less to do since I am 
delegating things out just like the social media like i mentioned right like we're including more content a lot more content posting a lot more frequently but i am splitting that responsibility with someone so it's a bit less on my shoulders obviously more for me to worry about but again less for me to actually do directly myself but with this change in seasons We'll see what things end up being like once September hits and the school year starts since most of our new clients aren't starting until September. So we ended last school year with just a couple of clients as we were organizing things. Some people wanted to start right away and not wait for the new school year. So that was you know great and, and exciting. Um, but we're not going to really know what the full load of this business will feel like until September starts. So that's going to be a change for me because I will be working in a way that I haven't worked before. I've always had the flexibility of scheduling things and working kind of whenever I wanted to. But now that we're working with school-aged kids, I'm going to be having to have responsibilities during the day where I might not have previously. I'll have, you know, perhaps new parents to talk to and children to make sure are getting the services that they need. Um, again, I'm not going to be working with them directly because I am on a bit of a maternity leave, but I'm not on a full leave where I can just, you know, ignore my business or take off fully. So we'll see how that goes. All exciting things, of course. I'm sure my baby will be the best coworker I've ever had, and she'll come with me to my meetings and such, which again is the perk of having my own business. I can take her with me if I need to, or if I'm able to schedule a meeting at a time where I have a sitter, that should be fine as well. I should be able to still have the flexibility that I need. But again, we'll see how it goes come September. It's going to be a change for sure, but I'm very excited for it. And we're just going to continue moving forward. I'll keep you updated on my business endeavors and how all of that goes as a mom and as a business owner. I did mention that we're doing OT, PT, and speech in schools and at home, but we do have telehealth services as well if you are not local to the central New Jersey area. If you are not sure if your child needs OT, speech, or PT, we can do quick screenings free of charge. Just contact us. You can either give us a call or send a text to 908 three 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 eight nine two one or you can send an email to info at motionspotllc.com or again you can message us on instagram motionspotllc or motionspotpediatrics which is our page that is specific to our pediatric cases it actually feels a bit surreal to be officially announcing this new business project i guess you can call it um it's just nice to you know really be working hard and seeing everything that comes from that hard work so although we've had the instagram for a little bit now a couple of months we are starting to really put in the work on that and get the word out in our area it feels even more official to announce it on this show that Motion Spot Pediatrics is in full swing and we're accepting new clients, we're working with clients, we've been getting a lot of calls and emails from parents who want us to work with their kids and it's just a very exciting feeling. And I am very proud of myself. And that's something that I think as women and as moms, we're not used to kind of giving ourselves the praise and the recognition that we deserve for the things that we do. But I'm saying it here. I'm proud of myself. I'm really happy with how things are going and how I've been able to balance being a mom of two, being very newly postpartum and still having my business grow. So I want you to think today, what is it that makes you proud of yourself? What have you accomplished today or in the past couple of days or the past year, any time? 
what makes you proud of yourself and acknowledge it. Say, I am proud that I did that. And it's a really great feeling and something that I think we as women and as moms should definitely be doing more often. And you can even take it to the next level, not just acknowledging it to yourself, but telling someone else that you're proud of something you did. It's okay to pat yourself on the back and clap for yourself and do it in a public type of way, right? Not such a private thing, but, you know, get out there and be proud of yourself. It's not boastful. You're not, you know, trying to rub anything into anyone else's face. You're just proud of something that you did. You cheer for other people, and it's okay to also cheer for yourself. So while we're talking about this season of change, I want that to be something that you change for yourself, is being able to say that you are proud. All right, so we have about 20 minutes left in today's show. We've been talking all about change, the season of change. Change is upon us with school years starting fresh, and kids are going back to school, maybe to school for the first time. Parents are going back to work. If they were off for the summer or if they've been working, the routine is still going to change once the kids are in school again or again for the first time. So just something to keep in mind. I don't want it to turn into, you know, like a, a Sunday scaries situation, but it is something that is coming, but you can prepare for and help your child to make that transition. You can start as soon as you want really to help your kiddo with transitioning between activities, with transitioning between routines, right? It doesn't have to be something that suddenly sprung on them. Like I mentioned with my son when he was starting his new school, I was telling him, again, it was in the summer, so we called it a camp, but I was telling him that he was going to go to this new camp and he was going to have so much fun. So a few days prior, we started doing that. You can also see what time your child is supposed to be waking up in the morning for um, school time, and you can start to create that new routine, perhaps pushing their wake-up schedule a few minutes a a day until you get to the right time, Um, having them go to bed a few minutes earlier each day until they get to the best bedtime schedule so that it's not as stressful for you and as sudden for them on that first day and so on. So that could be something that you work on as well. You can also practice transitioning from activities at home. What we do to help my son transition from something that he loves into doing maybe something that he perhaps doesn't want to do as much, we tell him, okay, this is the last one, or okay, five more minutes, right? So we're giving him that warning. He obviously can't tell time, but he knows with something like okay five more minutes or one more minute whatever the amount of time is he knows that means that this activity is about to wrap up and we're going to go do something new so at school when they are transitioning from one activity to the next it's not such a new concept for him because he's used to going from one activity to another at home And when it comes to getting yourself ready for the new routine, many people will tell you to meal prep on Sundays, lay out everything, lay out everyone's clothes the night before, pack lunches and backpacks ahead of time. And I like all that. I think that's nice. It does work for some. But for me, it's less about the time that it takes in the moment to make the food or get dressed and more about the time it takes for me to think about what's for dinner and think about what I'm going to wear that is a problem. So I actually don't meal prep on Sundays. That to me is more stressful because I end up then like cooking all day long, right? And you end up basically losing a whole day. So instead of meal prepping on Sundays, I actually just meal plan for the week. So I just think about what it is that I want to make for dinner, let's say, right? So I don't have to think last minute, then what are we going to eat? I have it planned out ahead of time. Same with clothes. I'll plan the night before what I'm going to wear, but I won't necessarily take it out the night before, unless maybe I'm not sure if it's in my closet or if it's, you know, maybe in the hamper or if it's in the washer or dryer or something like that, right? But otherwise, I don't necessarily take the clothes out. 
the night before. I just think, what am I going to wear? So that I'm not just stuck in my closet the night before looking, I mean, the, the morning of looking at what I have and trying to figure it all out. Right? That to me is what's time consuming. And that is what ends up being stressful. As far as our kids go, luckily my son gets food at his new school, but with his old school, we would plan what he would eat for the week. If it was something like a pasta, then we would obviously just make that in advance. You can just make the box. That's pretty easy, right? Instead of making it one day for the next day, then the next day making the pasta all over again. Something like that is easy. You can just make in advance. And But if it was something more like a sandwich, then that's something my husband would make the night before or first thing in the morning, and I would pack my son's bag. So if doing everything on Sundays feels too daunting for you and makes you kind of hate Sunday like it did for me, you can try just planning out and not actually doing it. That might be a better option for you like it is for me. So those are just a few pieces of advice I have for helping you with this season of change, helping you, helping you help your kids, and so on. So hopefully this season of change won't be as stressful as perhaps previous seasons have been and you can all get through this new season as smoothly as possible but if you want more advice and more tips on how to have a smooth transition when it comes to big changes even if it's not this coming september right but maybe you have a different change coming up at some point and you just want some advice and to talk through how you can make that as easy as possible you can always reach out to me i've mentioned my contact info before but just in case here it is again you can send me a message on instagram motion spot llc or motion spot pediatrics you can also give us a call or a text at 908-333-8921 or if email is your preferred method of contact, you can send an email to info, that's I-N-F-O, at motionspotllc.com. That's M-O-T-I-O-N-S-P-O-T-L-L-C.com. So there's three different ways that you can contact us, you can reach out to us, and we will help you however we can give you the best advice possible to get you through this change or if you have just other questions about yourself or your child's development right you can include that in your message as well and we will get back to you just try to remember that this too shall pass and everything will be okay when i tell you that my son had a really really hard time getting used to school the first time and the second time I mean, it was really difficult and it was upsetting for me because I knew that my son was basically stressed out and unhappy all day long, but now he is so happy and he loves his new daycare. He has so many friends in his class. He knows everyone's name and I'm starting to get to know the people there too, which is helpful for me to feel like I'm part of this new community as well. So rest assured that everything will work out and everything will be okay and you're making the best decisions for yourself your family your child right i struggled with that a lot i was worried that i first sent him to the wrong school and i you know made the wrong choice for him going part-time then i made the wrong choice for him going full-time then i pulled him out for a month because of illnesses and i was pregnant and it was just whatever i don't need to go into detail about that but i basically felt like i was always making the wrong choices but he was fine he loved his old school and now i felt bad taking him out of that school putting him in a new school but again he got used to it and he now loves this school but i needed him in this school for longer hours and it's a little closer right so i felt kind of selfish like oh i was changing his whole life and uprooting him and making him go through all of these things for selfish reasons but it's it wasn't selfish it was for the you know benefit of the whole family and what was best for all of us and he now loves it as well so so even though I felt really guilty before, I now feel confident in the choices that we've made because they really have been what has been best for our family in each particular moment and in each 
different, you know, period of change that was going on, different things had to happen to accommodate those changes. And that's just what we continue to do. And that's what we can continue to do moving forward as well. So I am trying to send you all of the confidence that you are making the best decisions for yourself, for your family, and that you'll get through this and future seasons of change as well. And very good timing. You might hear a little lady in the background. She is starting to wake up. I wish she was sleeping for a few more minutes because we have about 10 minutes left. But there she is cooing in the background. So as you know, this is midweek mom talk. And this is truly a mom talk. I'm on this show with my girl in my lap. You obviously can't see it, but that's what goes on behind the scenes. She was nursing, and now she had fallen asleep, and now she is starting to wake up. Um, She's making various noises, so I hope you don't hear all of them. But that I just wanted to share with you, that there is, you know, it's not something that is always smooth or always easy as I was talking about before, how I'm balancing the two kids and all of my business and work endeavors. And it truly is a balancing act. I have one hand recording and one hand holding her head. So it's it's a lot, but it's also very fun and it's very rewarding. So if you are thinking about making a big life change, but perhaps you're worried because you are a mom and you have the kids and you know how are you going to balance it all, If you are truly wanting to make that change, you definitely can do it. You can message me and we can talk about how to go about any change that you are looking to make. And speaking of change, she's smiling at me, which again, you can't see. But speaking of change, I think I have to go change a dirty diaper, which is all part of motherhood. And so I'm going to sign off here. You've been listening to Midweek Mom Talk on 360 Talk Radio for Women. I'm Dr. Jackie, and I hope you tune in again to next week's episode. Bye-bye for now.